Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to Radio MVP Sports Podcast, episode number 174 of the Sports Podcast. Tim and Anthony with you. A big sports weekend coming up and a huge weekend for the Youngstown State Penguins football team. Youngstown State basketball team hit the hard courts just the other night for the first time this year. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, we'll just kind of do what we always do, see where it takes us. But uh, most importantly, let's talk about the Penguins who got a big road win at Indiana State last week. An important win because they needed a win on the road, and they finally got one this year. Yeah, I don't think it, you know, obviously Indiana State was 0-8, 0-9 now or whatever they were. Um, so you did what you should have done. Exactly. But when you don't win on the road, Consistently, it's big, but any road win of this conference is enormous because each team, you know, there's not much separation from the second best team in this conference to the fifth or sixth. No. It's a it's a it, couple of plays here and there. It um, really is. In the State a year ago, um, came to Stambon, they hung 40 on us, and we couldn't stop them at all. They had the same running back, the same quarterback, same receiver, and we held them to seven points on one breakdown on a screen pass. Besides that, our defense looked really good. I mean, I want to knock on wood, but for a defense that's been much maligned all year, and rightfully so, they showed up starting when they needed to do the most. They did. And they made plays when they needed to. You know, um, offense really struggled to get it going. Again, they couldn't run the ball because you were without your starting center. That's a big loss. Um not sure if we get him back Saturday or not. Um, but when the offense couldn't get anything going, and that's the first time all year the offense has really looked out of sorts. You know, even against Ohio State, they look pretty good. Um, the defense rose up and made two really big stops in the fourth quarter to really salt the game away. And uh, You get a road win, you survive in advance in November, and now you come home for – Probably the biggest regular season game. In recent memory, yeah. I mean, I don't remember Pelini having a huge one like this. He had big ones. Right. Wolford had big ones. Um, As you and I were talking about off air, you know, Wolford and Pelini and Haycock, they had feathering your cap games at home. You know, Haycock had... uh, McNeese State here in Western Kentucky here. And, you know, he beat a top five North Dakota State team in 08 or something of like that, 09. Um, but nothing of this magnitude. Uh, you know, this team has won 23 in a row. Um, South Dakota State, I think, is transitioning. It is a – it's a program-making game. Oh, yeah, this is a program-changing win. Yes. Yeah, this is a game that announces your presence in the league. Mm-hmm. And two things are going to happen. Either you're going to succeed in that. I don't care if you win by one or you win by 50. Mm-hmm. Just win, as Al Davis used to say all just the time. Just win, baby. Exactly. Just win, baby. I don't care how, as long as you win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or it's going to be one of those, how well did you play against them? Moment. Yeah, this, this is one of the few things that's going to matter. I mean, you don't necessarily ever hear about a a good loss. Yeah, I hate that term, 
but in a competitive loss. Let me say that. Let mm-hmm. me go with competitive. 100%. Because if you take it down to the last two minutes of a game and you lose, even though you're at home, which is a, be a terrible loss. That would be a gut punch. but It would be a terrible loss. But if you're in the game all the way to the end, I think that will hold merit with the selection committee. I think. But if you lose by 10 or 15 or 20, then you're because you're at home. It looks even worse. And then you're really hoping to hold on to one of the last four spots in Mm -hmm. the playoff bracket. And that's. A difficult scenario. I know you still have one game left against uh, Murray State in a very important game on yeah, the road. absolutely. You know, and don't the, want to look too far ahead. The only way. But I think that's where this program's at. It's at a at a collision of where do we go from destiny? Here? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I hate to keep going back to this, but growing up. When YSU's in these type of games, no matter if you feel like, oh, boy, they don't match up well, they always seem to find a way. They always seem to find and a way. And it was usually because the defense kept you in the ball game. Yep, and the offense did just enough when they needed Found to a way to win. Yeah. Or yeah. the defense created a turnover yep. late in the game that gave you a short field to work with. And that is going to have to be the formula. Yeah, you're going to have to win turnover battles. I mean, if, it, if they win a 45-44 ball game, God bless them. I don't, All right? I don't care. You know, you know, that's, yeah. It's yeah. a win. Absolutely. You know, I, I would not. I don't expect to be that, but I will take it tomorrow. I'll take a 45-44 or 7-6 game. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 3-2 to two yeah. if necessary. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. You know, years and years ago. Matter of fact, um, just a little ta- tangent here. Um, I was uh, talking with some guys over at uh, – LC Sportsnet this past week, and they were, we were talking about games that we happened to mm-hmm. rec, you know been at at all different levels, yep. college, pro, whatever. They were just awful games, but you know the team you rooted for won. One, yeah. And I says, uh, you got to go back to I, I think it was Bill Narduzzi was still the coach mm-hmm. at, at YSU, and they were playing Akron, and they won three to two. Oh. It was a Safety in the first half on a belief. My memory serves me correct. Now I'm really yeah. searching here, so please forgive me if I'm wrong. Someone out there may be mm-hmm. able to do the research and find out. It was a bad snap into the end zone, and the ball went out of the end zone, and that was the two points um, for Akron. And it was all the way that until the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. There was, I want to say, a fumble by Akron and a recovery by Youngstown, and they got inside the 10 and ended up kicking a field goal to win go up 3-2 to two to win the game. Now, I might not have the exact yeah. term, you mm. know, what had yeah. happened in that game because I don't think about games like that yeah. very often, but we're just saying, I seen a 3-2 to two game. The reason I brought it up, he happened to be at a, I think it was a high school game. Listen to this score, 6-4. to four. Six to four? Yeah. Oh football God. game. Oh, God. Two safeties. I mean, I can't. <laughs> you know, I've been to so many games, but I do remember a game that Trestle played, and I think it was Clarion, and I think we won like 13 to six or something like that. Yeah. Just oh, there ugly, were some. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Some ugly, yeah. just some, just. 
boring. I mean, a punt fest. Yeah, just a punt fest that the offense couldn't get anything going. It was just almost a fluke that you scored a touchdown. Right. You know, um, I remember years ago uh, an opening game up. I think I want to say either Eastern or Western Michigan. I can't mm-hmm. remember. And they were actually one of the top teams going into the season for mm-hmm. the MAC that year. Yeah. And Youngstown won on a late game. I mean late, like mm-hmm. two minutes left in the game. They were just trying to run out the clock, and it was a fumble, mm-hmm. a hit and a fumble, a scoop and a, and a score on the fumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a 45, a 50, a five-yard return type thing. Yep. And Youngstown won 17-16, yeah. I think it was. You know, and I, I mean, you can remember games like yeah. that. And and those I, are I mean, just – I mean, that's what they're going to need. They're going to need a game we where they find – against McNeese State right. 10-9. Right. You yeah, know. exactly. It, and that it was, was ugly. And it was an interception that turned the game. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. And they uh, ended up on a short field and were able to score. Matter of fact, prior to the score, there was a uh, a uh, false start yep. on the offense. Mm-hmm. We just lost our quarterback on, a, on that mm-hmm. previous play. Mm-hmm. And they brought in the backup. Yep. And they had the false start. Ronald Ray. And then he went back out. Ronald and Ray. They, and the and then they called, yeah. Came back in and won. Yeah. Yeah. So, getting back to tonight or this weekend's uh, game at noon kickoff here in Youngstown, by the way. Um, This is it. I mean, this is a, this is like I said, a collision of of courses. Yeah. Let's see how you measure up. Yeah. You know, it's time to put up or shut up. You know, you say all the right things, you do all the right things. Off the field's cleaned up, off the field's good. Now it's about can you win a game to. Get yourself in the playoffs because this is it. You know what? I this is Mitch. Um, this is Davison's game. This is I agree his, with you. Is this his legacy here at Youngstown State? Yes. Uh, and for a kid that has played his best football the last couple weeks, yeah. You know, uh, the last three or four weeks, even last week he played pretty well. Last he week, did. He I thought he played three, fine. I mean. He had three or four drops. You and I talked about that right in his hands for a touchdown. Well, yeah. You know? So, um, if he plays Saturday like he has played the last couple of Saturdays, we're going to have a chance to be in this football game. Yeah. It's going to come down to, can this defense make enough plays? You will not stop this team. You will not contain them all the time. If you can hold South Dakota State to 24 points, you better win this football game. Oh yeah, and that's better key. win this football. That's game. the key. If it becomes a, a, a high scoring game, it's going to be much more difficult for this team. For you've got to stop the run. You've got to stop the run. Yeah, Have to. I mean it's going to. This is like I said. This is a really a pivotal point in um, Phillips' coaching tenure. Yeah, this is probably the biggest. It's the biggest game he's ever had to coach. In. This is the biggest game a YSU coach has had in the regular season probably since Jim Trestle had Hofstra here in 2000. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is you got to win ball games to make the playoffs. Yep. And you have to win your home games. And this is a chance to close out with a complete sweep. Win and you're in. Yeah. Yeah. You really are. I mean, you would take a devastating loss to Murray State the following week, which 
again, you got to play the game. Let's not Absolutely, put, yeah. Let's That's not, a good football let's, team. Exactly. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's worry about this week's game. But this week's game is really a program-making game. Yeah, this is officially, can Doug Phillips be the coach of his program going He's forward? He's playing for his extension. He really is. This is his, this is this, he earns his extension with the win. Simple as that. I think I don't want to be. I think he's going to get one no matter what. I do too. Okay. And he probably already has gotten one. And it very well may mm-hmm. already been decided and negotiated. Yep. They just wait until the end of the season to so announce it, like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. All that's possible. Yep. Not having a source or anything in it. Yeah, this is just. Um, but when you look at the program itself. This is a defining moment. Yeah. Because you can either lagger in mediocrity Mm -hmm. or you can contend and compete for league championships. You can only have so many near misses while we competed. Yeah. You know, you can only have, well, we only lost North Dakota or Northern Iowa by three years. Ah, we only lost South Dakota by a game winning field goal or. Oh, we lost North Dakota last year by a possession. It's, no, it's put up or shut up now. Yeah, it really is. You know, you have two at the time you beat a top five Southern Illinois team, and at the time you beat Illinois State, who was in the top 25. Um, no, they got good wins this year. I'm not going to say they haven't. So this is – I think some... you can probably lose, like you said, three to seven points, a close game late in the fourth quarter. If you come out and take care of business next Saturday, but you don't want to do that. You let's, don't want to be in that situation. No. Let's win this Saturday, and you make a statement for yourself and your program by going undefeated at home. Yeah, and that's what's on the line. Yeah, but you go undefeated at home in this conference. Yeah, and it goes back to what I we talked about going into the season. I says you win your home games, you win half your half your games on the road. You're there. Yeah. And you throw the Ohio State game out. Out the window, yeah. Yeah. You know, the loss to Iowa, Northern Iowa was a devastating loss. Yeah. That You're was up a, 10. Yeah. There was no, I mean, that was just one of those, dev- they had a few of them, but that was a devastating loss for this program this season. That hurt more than South Dakota, because let's be honest, you were getting your butt kicked by South Dakota. You were down 21, 24 points. You had a great comeback to even be back in the game. True. You should have won that game, but you probably shouldn't have been in that position to win the game. But yeah, the, well, Iowa the combination game is is you can't have those laps. No, and that's what this weekend's about. They had laps against Northern Iowa. They had laps against uh, North South, D- Dakota. South Dakota. Yep. Excuse yep. me, and those laps cost you the ball game. Yep. So you're at home against you know what is it Southern Dakota State, right? Yeah, you're home against South Dakota State. South Dakota State, country. yeah. And 23 so, wins on a road to defending national yeah. champion. It's it's It really is a program-defining moment. You want to talk about a grind-it-out, slog-it-out, boring game, punt fest? That would suit YSU very well Saturday. Well, you know Time what? Time of possession, be very Field position's going to matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't disagree. There may become a time where you have to make that decision on fourth down and 
what whatever it may yeah. be, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the game situation may be. Obviously, you don't want fourth and you know eight, nine, ten at your own thirty-yard line late in the game no. type scenario. That's the you know yeah, worst you're not case. Get that, yeah. But if it's let's say fourth and two, and the ball's at the you're forty, the the forty-four yard line of South Dakota State, then you have a big decision to make if it's in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because you, you punt the ball there, maybe the correct call, mm-hmm. and push them inside their own ten, yeah, yep. and and play field position and get your defense back out there to make a play. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a game-defying moment where you say, you know, I have King, I have Rushman, Davison, yep. I have uh, Oliver, I Ron have play- yeah, I have playmakers. Mm-hmm. And I believe in my playmakers to come through on the play that we're calling here. And, you know, every game, every season has defining moments. We'll just have to wait and see if this game produces that opportunity. But it is a collision course, in my mind, of where this program has a chance to to go. Or will it always be... A team that's seven and four at best, yeah. and a team that kind of laggers in mediocrity. Yeah, it's time to take the next step forward. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's time to take the next step forward. Uh, seven and four to me this year, with the two ranked wins, I'd be okay with that. I think it probably could be enough, but let's not be seven and four. No, absolutely not. Let's, let's because seven and four. Let's shock the world the and and win the Abs- you know win out this year. Well, let's win this week. Yeah, let's win let's this win week. this week. Let's not worry about Murray State until Murray State week. Let's let's, let's win this week. Yeah, and see if we can't jump into where we maybe have a first round bye. Yeah, you know, or not even that, but let's host again. Well, again, it's all in front of you. I mean, yeah. I'm sure the coaching staff has put this out to the players and. You're going to have to see what type of urgency. And this is something I've Don't seen. Don't play tight. Yeah. You know, this may be just me getting older. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that the intensity of a team in the last 15 years has been less than I've ever known in most sports. They're like, well, we gave it our shot. We I did 100% everything. agree with you. You know, there's never where um, that that little arrogance gets into your into your soul where you says, there's no freaking way that Sa- uh, South Dakota State's coming into our house, Youngstown, yeah. Ohio, yeah. to the Ice Castle and win tomorrow. There's yeah. just no given way on a Saturday afternoon that's going to happen. Yeah. And now I just I don't see that spark that that I saw it against Southern that Illinois. gumption that we don't see that often anymore in sports. And this goes across the board. It ain't Youngstown. I agree with you 100%. And it's it's across I, the board. I agree with you 100%. I will say um this program under Doug Phillips has gotten better at being aggressive, having that killer instinct, you know, because remember when he first started out the first two years, we were, we were please throw the ball 10 yards down the field. Please. Yeah, uh, just, please. It was like, do you know the forward pass is yes. illegal play? It was almost <laughs> like, please call Newt Rocky and ask him, can we still do this? Yes. You know, yeah. 
And now he's like Mike Leach. He's throwing around the lot. Well, you know, again, we talk about this often. I do. I should say I've talked about this often. In football, the most important position in every game is your quarterback. 100%. And Davison has grown. I mean, here's for a a fifth-year walk-on student. Yeah. You know, amazing story in itself. But it also tells you, in my mind, the lack of focus and the lack of ability to bring a quarterback along during the last five years that we've had in Youngstown State football. There's no excuse. There's plenty of quarterbacks out there. You have to be able to identify them in high school. You're right. And you have to continue to recruit and bring in competition for quarterbacks to prove them. Yes. And I, think- and I know today has the transfer window yep. where kids can leave immediately. And that's just part of life. And There's no reason why you can't go get that quarterback to. Good on Mitch Davison for sticking around when he was. Oh, absolutely. You know, he was buried in the depth chart behind Crenshaw and, yes. you know, Wade and all right. that. He could really say, you know what, I'm out of here. You know, and um, look, hindsight's twenty twenty. Should Mitch Davis have been the starting quarterback long before October of last year? Yeah. He probably should have. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Now I mean, Mitch Davidson, for him, but you want to talk about program-wise, you caught it. This is a sport that's quarterback-driven now. Oh, absolutely. And YSU has struggled to get a quarterback in here the last four or five years. Six, seven five, years. six, yeah. seven years. Yeah. You win this game, and Mitch Davison goes and shows out, then it shows to the high school quarterbacks in the area because now you're, now you're trying to get the local kids back. You know, I care less where the quarterback comes from. Well, you're still. I I understand. You yes, you need to recruit locally, meaning you know, quote unquote, the old state of Youngstown. And I'm not saying and I am all not of your saying, players. I'm not saying you don't recruit within 150 miles, 200 miles mm-hmm. of Youngstown. Of course you do. And most likely, that's where the, most of your players will come from. But there's certain players, certain positions, that you're going to find players all over the country. And you have to find a way to attract them. That's the bottom yeah, line. Yeah, you got to win. You got to find a way. I don't yep. care if the quarterback comes from South Dakota or South South, South Carolina. Carolina. I don't care. I yeah. don't care if win. he comes from Georgia. I don't care if he comes from Florida. There's so much talent all over the country. Mm-hmm. And you know the old saying with Trestle was he would always go down to Florida to get his speed. Yep. His defensive backs and wideouts came from Florida. Yep. His offensive line came from Northeast Ohio, Uh you know, and Western Pennsylvania. But I'll tell you what, having had the opportunity to cover both Ohio and West Pennsylvania over the last, you know, 25 years, there's a lot of talent, a lot of speed in this area. And you have to find a way to get in front of these athletes. Yep. Um, It's not easy. And you play at a level that's very high. You don't want to do that. And you have to figure out who is the next quarterback in line. Uh, obviously, high hopes, you know, for Brungart mm-hmm. going forward. And 
his time will come. Mm-hmm. It's Davidson's time. Yeah, it's time now. And this is his team and his opportunity to leave his mark on this program. And it will be the defining moment. Look, no matter who we're talking about, if Doug Phillips, and I, like I said, I expect him to get the extension. and Yes. No matter what. Okay. But bottom line is no matter how good, he can only be as good as a quarterback can take him. 100%. And if he can't figure that out now, then you will lagger in mediocrity mm-hmm. forever. Yep. You'll be a, just a mediocre team for a long, long time. And this program has been mediocre primarily for the last 20 years. Yep. And it's had its rises and downfalls, but it's been pretty Outside mediocre. of. It's been entertaining at times, but <laughs> mediocre. Outside of two seasons for sure and maybe three or four You've been mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I'm saying this is a collision course with destiny. And this coaching staff and these players should recognize what's in front of them. Yep. And it's a home game. And I don't care if it's 2,000 or if it's 12,000 at Stanball Stadium. They got to be ready to play hard and, and lay it all on the line for themselves uh, and do what's necessary to to find a way to win this game. Yep. And like I said, if there's 4,000 people there, I'm not saying there will mm-hmm. be. I'm just using this yep. as a number. I guarantee if they win this game, you'll talk to 15,000 people. They'll say they're out the game. Yep. Yeah. And that's the key. Yep. You want to be at big wins. You win this game and you're in the playoffs, probably. And you're probably hosting November 25th, and that, and those 15,000 that you say, I was there, but they weren't there. They'll be there in two weeks. Yeah, uh, exactly. And you know, obviously, if I didn't have to work, I'd be there. Uh, yeah. Saturday, I want to be there Saturday. I was thinking about it last week. I said, Ooh, and I see a noon kickoff, and I'm saying, I can't, I can't get out of work. Yeah. That quick, you know. I, I would like to. I could probably. You know, call off or something like that. I'm just not going to do that. But my point is, uh, sometimes in life, you know, it, it doesn't work out. But I would definitely do it. And this is a, um, this is, you know, like I said, these, this is what everyone roots for. You know, this is why you're a fan. This is why you follow, you know, teams for these opportunities. So it is a, you know, I'm really hoping for the best. I really am. I know I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate being that way. I want to be what I just talked about. South Dakota State can't come into Youngstown and win. Yeah. I want to have that feeling that I used to have uh, 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, you're not coming into the Ice Castle and winning. And winning, yeah. Very few teams did. But, you know, obviously sometimes it happens. But if you have that attitude and you can back it up, it changes everything. That's just like all the dome stadiums that we have trouble yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Youngstown has trouble in it. going to the Dakotas and into Iowa. Yep. Uh, you have to find a way to win. Yeah, sooner or later you got to get the monkey off your back. Yeah. You just can't have 
continue mistakes um, that hampers you opportunities. If it's coaching mistakes, it's players' mistakes, it's uh, you know not following through on you know making the big play when you need it. But you got to find a way. And I don't care if it's a 60-yard field goal that wins a game, which I don't expect to happen, but uh, just win the game. Yeah, win, um, yeah. You know, if it's a Any block you punt, can, yeah. you know, you've got to find a way to win. Well, you're, you're going to need to win the turnover battle. You're gonna, all the cliche things that Trestle stressed and built a program on that Phillips was trying to reincarnate, you're going to have to do. Win up front, win the turnover battle, Make some plays on special teams and be in the fourth quarter. You know, it's yeah, that's what's gonna have to be. I, I, it sounds like we're just talking in circles a little bit, but when I look at this game Saturday, that's what I'm thinking. That's that's all I'm thinking about is how you can they gotta win find a way defensively against a bigger offensive line than your defensive line to make havoc, yeah. wreck havoc, make Ronowski pressure, make him make a mistake. Find a way to make a play. Yeah. Bottom line, that's exactly what they need to do. Uh, I'm not sure they – well, let's just wait and see. Let me rephrase that. Let's let's see what happens. Let's have a reaction next Tuesday, you and I. Yeah. And what, what happened. And, um, you know, I mean, go Quince. I mean, this is it. it everything's in front of them. Yeah, this All is their hopes and up dreams yeah. are in front of them. All this their is hopes your season, and dreams. Yeah. yeah. This is – yeah. It's more than the season, it's – it's program altering, yeah. Altering yeah. situation. Yep. You become in conversation from this point on as a team that can compete in the Missouri Valley Conference football conference and win it. Uh, not just had a great year and won it, but is a team that can compete and find ways to win. And again, the formula does not change. Mm-mm. You have to win at home. Yeah. No matter your opponent, you have to win at home. You win your home games, then you're going to have a little leeway with the road games. But you want to be minimum of 500 on the road. Yep. And then you know you're you're right there. You're right there with. Yeah, the you don't want to have to sweat out selection Sunday again. Yeah. No. You don't want that. You don't want. You know. I don't want to sit there like I did last year. Don't like, put it in the hands of groupthink because groupthink will always fail you. Yep. And we've done that far too often. Yeah, I think. And, and we've seen it over the years. I've watched Youngstown State teams that were eight Getting and three. Thug, yep, sit at home, and I know they were better than the teams that were in the playoffs. Absolutely, um, these things happen. That's when we, back when it was sixteen teams. Now it's twenty-four. They're really. I hate there's saying no it. Excuse. Ever since the expansion of twenty-four, there's no excuse for this program ever not to make the playoffs. Nope, there's not. Simple. I mean, it it, it comes down to that, and. Uh, there's well, there's an excuse talent. for it because sometimes it was just bad coaching and bad, you know, lack of um, administration. Yeah, and, yeah, lack of everything. Yep. But this is this is like I said. I expect Doug Felix to get his attention no matter what. If he really wanted to be honest with with the program going forward, this is a game breaking game for him. Yeah, you got to put up a shot because is- if you didn't win this game. And depending on your program, you would have to seriously think about new leadership. If you get blown out Saturday, you absolutely do have to think about new leadership. You absolutely do. 
Yeah. I mean, how do you recover from stuff like that? I mean. You can't. Yeah. Because he'd been given four years. Yeah. Plenty of time. I know it's been a difficult four years with the pandemic and yeah. everything, but he's not the only coach that had to he, deal with that. Every coach gone through it. Yeah. And you've had extra players because of the the uh, exactly the ruling there giving the extra year to players. So you know you have to take advantage of of the talent that level of around you and what you have. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't want to put it on one player, but Mitch Davidson has to have a big game. Yeah, I, and obviously your running backs, you know, you're gonna have, have to run the ball. Yeah, better. you have to run I mean, the ball. King better has to have week. a big game. You want. Uh, you know the the running game to be there. You'd love for one fifty, but that's oh. asking a lot against South Dakota State. But you know what? It can be done it, if you're healthy. They you you really want to shorten this game. Oh yeah, I think you're about running get... running the game, oh. playing the clock. You know, running the the forty second play clock down. You want to make this as boring as possible. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. There's there's value in that. We'll see what happens and. Uh, you, know. you want to make it a punt fest. Yeah. So, real quick, uh, Yuxtown State basketball team hit the uh, the yeah. court last night. They lost by 10 to the Raging Cajuns. That's a tough opener. I'll give them yeah. a lot of credit for scheduling the game, you know, because that's a Louisiana he, team. You had to go down to Louisiana to play. And that's a Louisiana team last year that won the Sun Belt and was a last possession away from beating Tennessee. Yeah, they made some – Critical errors in the in late in the second yep, half. They did and turnovers slash bad fouls, bad shot selection to really uh, really bad technical foul that I thought was probably unjust. Um, that you know hurt them. They cut it down to eight and immediately hit them with a a technical foul for being over the player that was on the ground. And he went down and shot two shots, and they got the ball back. The frustrating thing know. is you're up 10 in the first half. You have momentum. You have a chance to get on a run, and you let them come back and uh, take the lead. Then yeah. you take the lead early second half. You're feeling good about yourself. Then you get down by 10, and Louisiana goes up 10, 12 points. Yeah, and and you're you on. cut it to four, and then like you talked about, they, you know. Yeah, some critical mistakes. Really uh, struggled to shoot the ball last yeah, night. Yeah, they did. Two of 20 on three. That's the killer. I mean, this team lives. This offense is, yeah. yeah they live on a three-pointer. Well, the thing they're going to All college basketball lives yes. beyond the arc. Basketball itself lives beyond the arc nowadays. Yep. Um, there are times, and I and I get the math, and I understand the analytics. You keep shooting. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's his offense. That's Calhoun's but philosophy. But you have, we're an exact, yep. exact, that's the, 99% of college basketball today. Yeah. And basketball in general mm -hmm. today. At the high school level, it's the same thing. Um, but there are times where you have to take the pressure off that shooter and work it inside and try to draw a foul well, and get to the line. And there's times where you can get, move the ball, work it inside, and get an easy shot, either a layup or a, a, a little turnaround or, you know, in the paint. And and get some points on the scoreboard and then work it back outside. Last year you had the work that. work inside, outside is so important to me. Last year you had that with Malik Green, with Adrian Nelson. Yeah. You know, they could body down low and get the buckets down low. And then you could kick out to Cohill. And the big thing of this team, how it progresses, you know, because you're not playing cupcakes beginning of the year. You're beginning a team that made the NCAA tournament 
Then you get to play Michigan, who's been a Final Four team the last couple years. They've been in the Final Four the last couple years, and they're a good program. Who does this offense turn to when it bogs down? Because last year you had to win. Yeah. I mean, it's early. It's early. We're so. going to find that out as the season progresses. But there's a lot of high expectations and, and, and hope for this basketball program to be as competitive as it was last year. Is that a lot to ask? Yeah. But you know what? Expectations need to be set high. Well, you have to. You can't, you, you can't come off a 24-win season and an NIT season where you should have beat Oklahoma State in the first yeah. round to go be like, well, maybe actually we're – we yeah. can be 500. So fortunate to have a home home game in that tournament and, and to lose a heartbreaker like that. But that was last year. And, and now they can't make the NIT anymore. I didn't hear about yep. this. The NIT has completely changed their uh, selection process. It will now be chosen from the Power Five. And there's no, no more automatic qualifiers. Oh, wow. So you can win your conference as a mid-major and lose the conference tournament. So... If YSU season last year happens this year, There's they don't no make guarantee. the NIT. Yeah, wow. That's... They take the, the highest-rated uh, Power 5 teams. And you well, know you why? know why? That's where the money's at. The money and TV revenue. Exactly. That's and where the money's you don't, at. And those, as big it CFAs, is. CFAs, here we come, huh? For small schools like us to host or, a big 12 me, team. You know, yeah. they don't want those. Those, uh, that's why they big twelve schools. That's why the they formed yeah. the CIT. Yeah, exactly. You know, yep. I hate to say that, but yeah. But well, you well, know, well wait, it was February's a long way from now. So yeah, you're going to have to get better, keep improving, um, get that offense to gel. Look, this team is deep, and I give Calhoun credit; they didn't play no sloth because this team is a good defensive team. It's a team that honestly should have beaten Tennessee last year in the first round of the NCAA tournament. They've won their conference tournament, so they're a championship program. And you're going on the road. You could have easily scheduled, you know, they got Michigan Ohio this week. Dominican yeah. and, you know, Walsh Jesuit or something like that. Or yeah. You could easily yeah. play the cupcakes this week. They're coming home. To, I think they got three or four home games in a row to start, you know, the home season. Yeah. So. Hey, they, they've earned it. They went on the road. You know, maybe they're called money games. You call them whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. But important, you know, to challenge your team. And, um, you know, overall, well, it's disappointing honest. loss because I think it was, a, it was a game they could have won. A game they could have won. Let's be honest, though. These games, like you said, are probably money games. That really, in the grand scheme of things. They don't matter. The they don't matters. matter because – it's what you do in February and March, like you yeah, said. Yeah, it's conference you know? games, conference, conference, conference. All, all non-conference games get you ready for the conference season. Yeah, especially for it's almost like an extended se- yeah, yeah, pre-season. Yeah. yeah, it is. But you know, obviously, they go into the standings and they're the feather cap games. Yeah, that's what I call yeah, yeah, it. You know, exactly. you can plant your flag. You know, we won here. Yeah. We went there and competed against. You know, you. let's see uh, some development progression. On a Friday, going to Michigan won't be easy. That's a good program. Had a down year last, but still a Big Ten team that's, you know, they've been pretty successful the last couple of years. So let's see some development, some progression. Now let's see if we can't get to the last TV timeout, the last two TV timeouts, and put some game pressure on Michigan. Let's see what happens. Let's just play the game and, and, and see what develops. Michigan but- has had a history of struggling on these kind of games where the yeah. it won't be sold out. The energy is going to be kind of, eh. Oh, yeah, you know. it's still football season there, Yeah, you know. 
Uh, it, it may not be for much longer, but it's still football season there right now. <laughs> yeah, you never know. They may uh, they may have to shut down that program. You never That'd know. That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be heartbreaking. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Uh, the other day, uh, I was, again, it was kind of a roundtable mm. BS after games over in Western PA, and they were talking about if you were, you know, ended up coaching, they says, hypothetically, he says, yeah. if you were coaching Michigan, I says, if I was coaching Michigan, I can guarantee you one thing for one hundred percent, they would be zero and twelve. <laughs> I would make goddamn sure they didn't win one goddamn game. <laughs> you would do the opposite of stealing signs. <laughs> You'd be Johnny Mins. That one have playbook hours of zero point zero zero. I would have a perfect record. <laughs> I would make Hugh Jackson proud. <laughs> You'd be canned after one year. <laughs> Those who stay will become cheaters. Yeah, you know, and they're all Penn State and other fans, you know, yeah. across the yeah. board. It was a, a, actually a collection of different. You people. want to talk about program? You know. Altering games and big game for programs, that's a big one for Penn State Saturday. Yeah, yeah. If they lose that again to Michigan, then you're like 2-14. and 14, Well, they, it would go the same storyline they've dealt with for the last 20 years. Can't beat Ohio State they, or Michigan. Michigan no. yeah. You know, that has been their, their, their storyline for the last 20 years. They can't come into Columbus and win. They can't, can't go to Michigan and win. They can't win at home uh, against these schools. Uh, you know, once in a, you know, what are they, 2 and 10 again in the last 12 years against Ohio State, something like that? I, I mean, it's. One in, they're 1 and 9 under Franklin and 2 and 10 overall, yeah. Yeah. It's ugly. It's, it's, it's. it's and Michigan, horrible. they're like 3 and 10 also. So yeah. it, it's not I'll pretty. be honest, I expect Michigan to win. I'd be shocked at that game within 21 points. Yeah. I don't expect a close game either. And all my Penn State uh, f- uh, friends will be like walling in their beard, yelling, "Can't, can't wait, can't get rid of him. They won't get rid of him." You know? No, because he's not bad enough to get yeah. rid of, but he's not good enough to, you know, extend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Franklin's not popular in Western Pennsylvania. And, no, and understandably why. Yeah, he's. You know, he's not one of the big ones. Yeah. He's kind of kept that program as. Yeah, mediocre, mediocre as possible. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's yeah. a, that's a bad thing in sports. Well, if you're mediocre, you're dying. Yeah. The Cleveland Guardians yes. have found a new manager in Stephen Vogt. And I think, look, I, I'm sure you saw it. Uh, Cleveland.com put up a post of, well, how do you grade this hire? I'm like, you can't grade this hire. You can't. First of all, he's two days in. Second of all, we don't know his staff. We don't know his 40-man roster yet. We don't know his opening day 26-man roster. So let's – we have no idea. There's a lot of ifs here. Here's the thing. When you're replacing a legend in Terry Francona, no matter I'll give him two full seasons. And you're replacing him with someone who is fresh out of his playing days Mm -hmm. and is one year as a Mm – on a coaching staff – and uh, even though very well known, very yep. well thought of, respected, yeah, it is a huge shock to the fans because it reminds them of 
all the hirings before mm-hmm. Francona with no experience. And this is the most non-experienced. Yeah. This is, yeah. You know, at least Eric Wedge was a minor league manager. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you even say Manny Act at least managed. He had manager uh, experience. You know, not In much, Washington, but he, yeah, 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 exactly. So you can, you know, make the connections any way you want. Uh, Mike Hargrove never had manager experience other than the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to go back to John McAmara to find someone who had legitimate major league manager yeah. experience when he was a manager here. So I'm kind of like I like the I I understand the young, the boldness of the hire. I respect. I do too. Will it pan out? As you just mentioned, so early in the process. Yeah, you got to give him two well, four years. I, I, you got to at least full next season just to see how he does. It reminds me of, you know, can compare these completely. Uh, David Ross when he went to the Cups with yep. very little managing, you know, no management experience, and no coaching experience, exactly. And uh, you know, Kevin Cash when he went to Tampa, yeah, you know, very little experience. Well, you throw out a name there, uh, David but, Ross. Yeah. I'd bring him on staff. Well, we'll wait and see what happens. But I understand that thought. Yeah. I, you know, obviously, I think many people had that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny. Um, I didn't expect all the hirings to happen yesterday. Nice like move by the Cubs, though. Yeah. Shocking move by the Cubs. It's a hell of a move by the Cubs. It is. Talk about accepting. Uh a do-or-die scenario as a manager. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to win now. Uh, oh, yeah. It's kind of like when John Madden was hired there. Yeah. Same feeling. Yeah. Um, John Madden was brought there to win, and he did. It's time to win, yeah. And uh, John Madden didn't continue to win and got fired. Yep. Uh, and they've been who they've been. The Cubs have been the Cubs ever yeah. since. Yeah, they've been the level yeah. losers ever yeah. since. Yeah. yeah, ever since. They had that magical year in 2016, unfortunately. And, uh, you know. It is what it is, and but I look at I've been watching a little bit of Vought on mm-hmm. um, on YouTube and just trying to get a feel for the guy because I really don't know much about him. I do remember him as a player. I do too. Yeah. Um, I have no opinion of him as a player. I know he's about a two thirty five hitter and yeah, has I, about 80, 81 home runs in his career. If I seen his stats numbers, he had eighty more home runs than Tito probably. Yeah. So interesting fact. Uh, he started. He went 0 for 32 to start his major league career as a hitter. His first hit was a home run. His last, his last hit run. is a home run. Yeah. So how about that for a little? Yeah, it's going to depend. Uh, bookending on, your career as a as a well, player. You know, it's going to depend on a lot of things. A lot of circumstances out there of who's your coaching staff. Uh, that's a big thing. Well, yeah, that's, you know, obviously. We know Sandy will be there in some capacity, here's, but we don't know here's besides that. a combination of different factors here. Um, obviously, those are questions you're asking in the interview. Mm-hmm. What, how do you vision your coaching staff? Who are Absolutely. you bringing in with you? You know, what are your, you know, these are type of interviews that happen. These are questions that many, uh, you know, they all have to answer these yeah. questions. I mean, when Council was interviewed, that was the thing. And uh, we'll get back to Council here in a second mm-hmm. in the Cubs. But uh, obviously there's parameters, you know. 
everyone expects Sandy to be back as some type of a coach next mm-hmm. year. You know, will he be a bullpen coach or for, a first, first base, base coach, coach or third, third base, base yeah. or bench, bench coach? coach? Yeah, that will be determined. Um, obviously, I imagine that he had people in mind already for certain Absolutely. positions. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I, Carl Willis, I can't imagine not being brought back. He has a back. year left on his contract. Uh, he had a multi-year deal when he signed it. You know, a few years back, he has a year left. I cannot. It makes ima- a lot of sense. Yeah, I can't imagine they will. You know, that was probably part of the discussion Keep they had. The strength the team in place, and right. then what he wants to do with right. the. You know, we know Sarbaugh's gone. We know the. The bullpen coach yep. is gone. The hitting, uh, the video guy is gone. So there are going to be some changes, but changes are n- normal. Um, changes sometimes can be good. Yeah. Will DeCarlo be back? We'll wait and see. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe a different position. Might stay in the organization. May not. I think you know, that's big, just the way it works. You know. Then you go on field. Tim is Bieber back? Yeah. Is Tris McKenzie healthy? Yeah. Who's going to play first base for you? Is it Naylor, or do you go out and try to get somebody, or do you prom- you start Lanzardi you got from the Rays in the trade? Um, There's a lot of questions. Who's your outfield? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Outside of Quan. Yeah. Who's your shortstop? You know, there's a lot of questions. More I questions than say, answers. Yeah. I'll say this though: it's not going to jump off the page, and it's not going to be, oh, man, look at that move. But the move they made yesterday to pick up uh, Christian Betancourt, that's a really good move. Well, that's that tells me. Sneaky good move. Well, again, I'm not shocked. Um, a good veteran catcher, yeah. has a great arm. He knows how to handle a pitching staff. He's not inept offensively. Okay. And Bo's your guy. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, there's no question Bo's the guy. I mean, that's just the way it has to be. Uh, You've put too much emphasis. Resources. Yeah, yeah, to bring him along and put him in the situation that he was last year to succeed. I mean, he's going to take the next step. There's no question about that. And be probably your at least 100 games behind the plate next year. Yep. And that's exactly what Benacourt was brought in to be that backup. Uh and not surprisingly, you know, anybody who knows more about being a backup catcher than Stephen Vaught. Oh, yep, I, I, exactly. I don't know. It's going to, you know. Well, the thing that I, I. Look, from everything I've heard mm-hmm. and everything you've read, that was the most impressive thing they said is his vision of the game. They love his knowledge of yep. the game. Uh Obviously, we've never seen him work with a pitching staff. He's never worked. He's caught. He's never worked with a pitching staff exactly. and how to mold mm-hmm. a a bullpen and stuff like that. The, All this are unknowns, and they're legitimate questions that people are concerned about. However, uh, when you make a bold move like this, from everything I understand, is he is an extremely good communicator. Oh, yes. And Mm -hmm. his ability to relate to players, talk to players, and work a locker room seems to be one of the the reasons why they definitely kept him in in the running to become a manager. I think the thing that he understands, too, and now granted it was on a player side, he understands the small market. 
Yeah, well, I think you're right because he played for the A's yeah. for many years. Uh, obviously, he was part of the A, uh, the Braves a yep. couple of years back. Mm-hmm. You know, he was injured during the playoff run, but needless to say, he was part of that program or that organization, mm-hmm. I should say. And you know, I'm just. It's an outside-the-box hire, and I give him credit for it. Yeah, well, it's a – again, we'll find out. It's too early. You can't judge You this. can't grade it, yeah. No, I hate to say it, but a year or two is I the minimum. I two full years, yeah. Now. You know, I mean, he, you'll know – I'll say this. You'll know in 100 games if you like his style or not. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's fair. Yeah. And you will see exactly during that 100 games what type of, of uh, a roster he has. I mean, if it's depleted like Terry Francona had for the first hundred games this year, yeah, uh, then God he's bless struggle. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you're starting rookies and you're watching innings and mm-hmm. you're asking a lot of your bullpen and all that. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens. And now that this hiring is done, this hiring will always be the forefront of this organization. They're going to be talking about this. No matter what Mm -hmm. the storyline is, they're going to be talking about Vought and and voting what he brings Mm -hmm. to the organization, what he is. We'll find out. I mean, do I expect... Expectations doesn't change, meaning expectations is to be a competitive division and have a chance to win it. I mean, they... As bad as last season was because of injuries and, you know, just... Inability to score runs at times and inability to to compete in certain games, they were still viable team all season long. Now it wasn't pretty, it wasn't great, and yes, they you know were under five hundred in the end of the year. Yeah. But at one time you were starting four rookies in your starting rotation. Yeah, you got to think. Four rookies in your starting rotation. With as bad as the offense was and as bad as the bullpen was, going into the first weekend of August, you were a couple games over 500 in first place. It it comes down to this. Injuries will kill any team. It killed the Guardians last season. Um, The bullpen did not perform to a level that we It killed the Dodgers this year through rotation. Yeah, Absolutely. Pitching, 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 and then more pitching. Mm-hmm. I've always said that you win with pitching, you lose with pitching, and that's exactly what happened. You need depth. And you last season we've seen actual the depth that this organization has. Because mm-hmm. uh, you went, I mean, no McKinsey, you know, no, no Bieber, Bieber. No Quantrill, no, no Savali, no ex- Plesak. Yeah, you yeah, are. I mean, ridiculous. ridiculous. Now it's time to see if you have depth in the offense. Well, that's, that's where that's thing. where they have not had in the last ten years. Yeah, they really have had like certain positions that they either traded for or uh, developed a player here or there, yeah, but yeah. nothing. I mean, Stephen Kwan is probably the best player within the organization in the last five years. That yeah. was drafted and brought up. At, I think he he's probably Take, the best. Not to, discounting Bo Naylor. Oh yeah, he's probably the best. You can even argue back to Frankie Lindor. Yeah. Or or Ramirez. And that yep. whole group that yep. came up at that time period. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need. You you need your next Kipnis, all-star. Lindor, Ramirez, yeah. Yeah, you need your next set of all-stars that come up through the organization that are everyday players. Yep. Who they are or who you trade for to 
produce? Is that like the first baseman that you're talking about from the race? We'll see. You know, maybe that's the guy. We won't know until it play. You know, until spring and where they all play out. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about Vought or Vote. Actually, I keep getting his name there wrong. But needless to say, I I think he's a uh, an interesting hire. Um, you can't judge it until the season gets underway, and you can't judge it until you can judge it uh, very very lightly mm-hmm. early on the yep. first half of the season. I would say first 100 games at least, then you'll know kind of what the style would be yep. of, of the man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But give, again, you the 2024 season is, I don't want to put him on a pedestal if he ends up in the playoffs, you know, because he has a lot of talent on this team. He's inheriting a very good team, a team that can compete it's not division. a complete rebuild teardown. Oh, it's not even close. Um, it's more of a how do we fix what went wrong? Yeah. How do you bring your ideas and mesh them with other ideas well, here that are you look working? at the roster. Take the manager out of it. Just look at the roster. I would say the offseason for Anthony and uh, Chernoff is examine what went wrong mm-hmm. and how do you fix it. How do you bring in certain players to make changes going forward for you can have a more consistent offense, that you can actually have some power in your offense and that can, you know, produce easy runs, uh, as I like to call it. You know, home runs aren't easy, but you need a higher level of the quick power the numbers exactly. than in what you had this the, past year. You can't consistently live with three hits and a run. Well, you you're asking so much of your pitching so staff. So much pressure. You're asking your pitching staff to do zero after zero after zero. Right. You're you're just asking them to keep teams under three three any... runs a game, and that's just difficult. It's still it difficult. Can, it can happen. Now. It's just difficult. When it does happen, and you win, you kind of overlook the deficiencies. Exactly. And that was probably what happened yeah. in 22. It was a a, a great run and Hell runs. Yeah. You know, but. You need depth, and we've seen what happens when you lose the pitching depth, what happened this year, and then you have the the inconsistency in the offense that was so bad. You can't go through a 162-game season. Well, you can't have an offense where your top three or four players, you know, one through four are good, and five through nine are just god-awful. Yeah, Yeah, you can't go through a year. A 462-game season and hit 124 home runs. You can't do it. Well, yeah. And you just, yeah. You can't have an outfield that basically. Ten home runs combined. Yeah, right. You know, your shortstop's basically going to out-hit you. Yeah. Your, your entire outfield. You know, just can't have that. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of question marks going into next year. And it's a brand-new manager. It'll be a brand-new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some familiar faces along the way, which is good. Makes transition a little easier usually. Um, vote is a very interesting. I th- like I said, his communication level makes me very, very um, accepting of I it. Think the I one think thing- that's going to make a big difference. His ability to communicate with players, him not being outside being a player for a very long time. I think he's going to have a very open clubhouse. Yes. And... Um, it would be a players-friendly clubhouse, yeah. Yeah. 
I think it's going to be, you know, just like it always has been on the Francona. Yeah. And I think that's what they were looking for. I think there were certain characteristics oh, that they yeah. were looking for. Uh, obviously, if a council wanted to come to Cleveland, you would take him in a heartbeat. Well, you speak of. And, but going into his free agency as a manager, one of the articles I read about it, well, two, three weeks ago was he was looking to cash in. Yes. He wanted to improve the manager's pay Bar, level. Yeah. Now, little did I know, and I'm the first to that admit Tito this. was the highest paid manager, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know it either. Yeah. And, but I'm not shocked. Mm-mm. You pay a man like that. Yeah. And it was easy to make those decisions. Well, the thing that, and you know, the council interview with us and, you know, and Mendoza and McCullough, it shows me that outside of the baseball world, this is an attractive job or was an attractive job. You know, it's it was the most attractive job going into the market in my mind. The players were there. This yep, just needs, the Giants. I right. think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is you know one of those jobs that was the, one of the most desirable jobs because you're not taking over a bad well, team. You're taking over a team that had a lot of injuries that underachieved, but there's a lot of fixes to be gone. And yeah, it's not it, a, has its, it has its deficiencies. I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is a, you know, the 1929 New York Yankees and anything but. But this is a team that, you know, with some tweaking, can be very competitive in its division. Yes. And that's the key. You win your division, you're in the playoffs, you get the bye, and it makes a huge difference, And especially you can finish in the top two. And you can do that in this division if you, you know, you do the things right. Obviously, it's going to be very competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always is. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not disappointed in the hire. I'm not. No, you can't. I'm not Matt. Okay. I was disappointed in the wedge hire years ago. Yes. Okay. I just thought they made a huge. He turned out to be a decent manager. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. I know. But he was never my favorite and never will be my favorite. Uh, I think he is the type of guy that you need when you're really young, that you need someone to show the ropes of how to play the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not the guy you're going to win a championship with. Uh, you know, uh, the Mets manager that just got fired. Uh, uh, Showalter. Showalter. Yeah. Showalter. God bless that guy. A lifer. Mm-hmm. When I mean God bless him, he's the same God darn thing as a wedge. Yeah. You want this guy to turn around your program. You want him to be yep. hard-nosed and uh, show you how to play the game right. And and have everything, and, and then when your team gets good, you get you get rid of them. You bring someone yeah. else in, and you win. Happened with the Diamondbacks. Happened with the Yankees. You know his entire career happened with Baltimore. It was unfortunate, but that's just the you know his career will always be that that second tier guy. Mm-hmm. A lot of wins, a lot of years, but no World Series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I kind of feel for him. I kind of feel for him for a little bit, but. Yeah, that's just the way it is. And every team goes through that. Um, you know, or, or many managers go mm-hmm. through that, I should say, not team. But uh, I have a lot, you know, like I said, I don't, I had a lot of discussions and people misread this hire. Oh, they went cheap. No. I don't know what they're paying them. I don't even care. I just know uh, it's a three year deal. That's all I know. 
Yeah, and like, I don't I think don't they know. announced that. You know, they just announced what it was, yeah. and I don't even know if they had the news conference yet. I don't nope. think they had. I think it's next week. Yeah, and they'll be fine. When they bring them in to talk about this, they'll be fine. Um, it's not the Terry Francona hiring where I was like the giddiest guy yeah. in the world for 11 years. Uh, my favorite manager of all time, no matter whatever happens, will be my favorite manager of all time. And um, But I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I really think this was a, a guy who I've been hearing about for the last month and a half. And it seemed like this was where they were headed. Yeah. I think there was a chance to get a council. I don't think they were ever going to give him a $40 million no. or yeah, $40 million yeah, contract. Uh, I did not see the Cubs coming in doing what they did. Not in a million years. Uh, did you I want, see them make the move that they made? God bless them. Talk about the Cubs. Win now. Well, yeah. He's going to have to win now. There's no Milwaukee words. I'll tell you, I thought – Actually, the Mets made a nice hire in Mendoza. I thought that might – that was my dark horse for Cleveland was Mendoza yeah. from the Yankees. I thought uh, this is the guy who just might be the guy who gets in an interview and mm-hmm. wins over the the, uh, the room. And from what I understand, that's kind of what Vault did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vote did that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, they call him Voter. Yeah. Uh, I was watching the different uh, things on YouTube. Uh, you know, this is the player days. So. Hey, great personality. Had a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. a lot of uh, impersonations in the in the clubhouse. And uh, I imagine he's going to be the same guy and keeping a team loose yep. as a manager, which will be unique. Uh, kind of Joe Madden-like. Yep. I, mean, I don't know if he'll be as weird as Joe. <laughs> Joe, uh, weird. Joe, well, Joe's... Joe He's was quirky. Yeah. Well, and more than anything, he had unique baseball ideas at times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, say what you want. He still won. Uh, give him credit when he was both yeah. at Tampa exactly. and at, in Chicago. Exactly. He, you know, give him all the – didn't work out with the Angels, but, you know, that's a different story. Uh, in the end, we'll see what happens. Um but, yeah, you can't judge this for at least a year. No. Mm-mm. And we'll have a feeling about how you like his managing style and how he runs the pitching staff and, you know, what type of lineups he makes and all that. You can discuss that all throughout the season and and, and see, what, you know, how it all works out. But, yeah, without knowing his staff, without knowing uh, – this is just like you said, out of box hiring. Uh, I think this was similar to Tampa hiring Kevin, Kevin Cash, Cash yeah. and uh, similar to the Cubs hiring David Ross. Yeah, uh, David Ross didn't work out in, in in Chicago. I still have a lot of respect for the guy. I do too. I'd bring um, him on board. You never know. Uh, maybe it'd be too many catchers with Sandy and him and yeah. and Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> If that's possible. That's what Wedge did. He had nothing but catchers all around him. That was half the problem. They couldn't even run the first base. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'll we'll see what happens. I'm you know I'm not I on on a scale one to five on the hiring, I give this like a three and a half, four, just because it's so unique. It's more exciting than Maniac, uh Eric. Yeah, Wedge. oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. A Joel this, Skinner, yeah. This is just different. Um, he's young. 
this is a chance for him to be. Wrong. Yeah. You know, he very well, if he's successful, he'll be here 15 years. Yeah. I'm not saying he will, uh, but anything's possible. And uh, like you said, he played on teams that were small market teams yep. at times. And he understands, the, you know, what constraints that has. Mm-hmm. And uh, without seeing him making moves, you know, uh, again. We have no idea. Yeah. We we just don't, and we won't. Uh, this is not someone with the with the history of Terry Francona, but you don't get that very often in in sports. You just don't get. No, it'll be interesting. You don't get a guy who is a home run hitter. Yeah. Uh, as a coach, very often, any at any level. I mean, you and I knew Trestle would succeed when he went to Columbus. Oh yeah. There was Absolutely. no question in my mind that that was the best hire possible. But Maybe he not had second year, but. You knew he was going to win there. Oh, I knew. I knew the first moment he went there. I was one hundred percent sure. I didn't know it would be that quick. Uh no, no. I had I faith in them from but the very beginning. I'll say this: when they played man, I felt pretty good. Yeah. He, he 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 always had that knack to keep it close and win games. And he had no business of being in. Yeah. Well. Anytime you're competing in a, in a sporting event, meaning when the game is uh, competitive mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to win games, that's where you want to be. Yeah. I don't care. Where, I mean, obviously, the best scenario is you win by 40 every time. Yeah, and absolutely. You're, that's you're enjoyable, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you know darn well who's the best that's team. That's enjoyable. But the realistic thing, that doesn't happen. The uh, realistic thing is that you're going to have games where – you don't play as le- at the level that you want to play, or there's injuries and other factors, and maybe mistakes made by the coaching staff, and uh, that costs you games. And uh, that's where mediocrity arises. And you know it's tough to get out of that once you do that, and you have complacency, mm-hmm. and you don't want that in any of your sports teams. And you know we we're just talking about the Penguins earlier, and that's kind of where they've been the last 20 years is complacency. Mm-hmm. And they've had little blips on the radar, like I've always said, and they've been some successful blimps. Uh, get back to our uh, our Penguins. This is this is it, man. This is a collision course with destiny. Yeah, there's no You're more gonna blips make, on the radar. Yeah. You either go, in my mind, either you sink or you swim. And uh, This is like the Titanic. If you avoid the iceberg or you don't. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I hate to be... <laughs> I hate to be morbid, but <laughs> yeah, no, you're gonna, uh, you know, you can. It, it, it's kind of like this: you can strive to be the John Coopers of this world, mm-hmm. who always got great talent and always found yep. a way to lose the big games, or you can, you know, become that guy who leads a program to um, new heights yep. and opportunities, Absolutely. and. That's what Ryan Day's facing at Columbus. He's been there long enough as head coach. He yeah, know, four years. But you look at the legacy that both, Five years, yeah. uh, you know, Meyer and Trussell yeah. left him. He's he's in, you know, that's a tough, that's tough to live up to. And I, that's, that's the hard part. I think if none of this stuff came out about Michigan and it was just status quo this year, and he got beat again by three or four touchdowns, he'd be gone. Michigan's a really good program, period. Yeah. Yes. 
and you're playing in Ann Arbor this yep. year. So you have to figure out a way to win. You have to go. Yeah, you got to throw everything yeah, out. Yeah. You, you just have to figure out I how to win. I don't know if McCord. Yeah. I, McCord is I'm a quality he's quarterback. he's a bad quarterback. No, he's a quality he's a quarterback. quarterback. He is not the level today as your previous four quarterbacks. We underestimated how good C.J. Stroud was. Oh, yeah. I think we all did. I mean. We knew he was good. I mean, I think everyone knew how good he was, and he was a Heisman Trophy candidate and, and quite honestly, almost won it last year. And a couple of things happened. Uh, I don't think we understood how good he was. Yeah. By the way, if you're not voting for Marvis Harrison Jr. for Heisman Trophy, you're wasting your vote. It's a quarterback-only award. I know, you but you're wasting your vote. I mean, on the spirit of – the, the award. award, yes. You're wasting your vote. Yeah, they'll vote for, you know. Now, I'll say this, though. Take nothing away from Michael Penix in Washington. He's had a hell of a yeah. year. He's a large reason why that team is relevant this year. Um, so, if you're not voting for one of those two guys, you're your wasting your vote. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I think there's only one person for that award, and that is uh, – that's Harrison. I don't think uh, it's, you know. Doesn't happen often that a wide receiver wins it. No. Uh, doesn't happen often anymore that a non-quarterback wins it. Uh, we'll see. That's that's an insignificant little tidbit I wanted to throw in. And uh, Anthony, we covered it all. We covered uh, college football, college basketball, some Major League Baseball. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Does Michigan State cross midfield five times Saturday? If they do, shame on the Buckeyes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly. You know, I this is where there should be a mercy rule in college football. I agree. This game is going to be. It's on all, national who TV. Who the hell decided that this game was 730 on NBC? Good. Because NBC bought the rights to primetime Saturday Big Ten football. They can't put it. Michigan and Penn they State. They want Ohio State on. You can't have Michigan they and Penn can't, State. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. This game should be noon on Peacock. Yes, I agree Honestly. With you. I agree Honestly, with you. Honestly, it should be noon on Peacock. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm going to flat what's out Peacock say. Peacock Plus. There's, there's certain schools that bring in yeah. across the country ratings. Ohio State is one of them. I'm going to the game next week, and I'm praying to God it's noon. I don't want to sit there at a 4 o'clock game. It'll be noon. Minnesota stinks. Yeah. Let's not put it at 4 o'clock. Let's get it at noon. No, yeah, it better not be 3.30. <laughs> no, it'll be noon. I can't imagine it won't. It'll be noon the rest of the year. Uh, noon until? Uh, noon until the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the number one team and, again. Just came out. I just got an alert on my phone that around one team, again, in this week's playoff rankings for what it's worth. Doesn't mean much right now, but. Yeah, you know my feeling on that. Wake me up when it matters. Well, I tried telling somebody that, and I said, it's great to be number one, but it doesn't mean shit. No, I don't. And you're like, oh, you're negative. You're negative. I'm like, no, it no. doesn't mean anything. I said, because you know where Ohio State was ranked this time in 2014? 14th. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. All you have to do is win your games, and yeah. you and 
you know, look, there's four teams that are going to make the playoffs. You know darn well the Big Ten well, champion's going to be in. Speaking and, of the Big and, Ten championship, you got that could possibly be the worst day of my year. Oh, go ahead, explain. You got if things progress how they're progressing, you got the Big Ten championship at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever time it is. Okay. YSU could hopefully be in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. And I got a freaking wedding to go to. <laughs> Your worst nightmare. Yeah, it, it is my worst nightmare. <laughs> it is it, it is my worst nightmare. Oh. It is so much my worst nightmare that my grandfather sat me down Friday and he said, don't you dare have a fall wedding. I said, well, I, I won't do that. He goes, I'm not coming if you do. <laughs> and I said, what? He said, I will not come. And I said, it will be in the summer. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like. I understand. I understand. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Lynn's dead. And it's her cousin, and I'm like, I can't say anything. You know, I can't say it is much. wedding season in I the fall. I hate the, wedding season. I know. I hate it. I know. You have how many months to get married? I know. How many months to get married? I know. People love fall weddings. Don't ask me. I, I think they're, you know, as a sports fan, I think it's the worst thing you can I possibly do. I think they're do. dumb. Yep. I yeah. think they're really dumb. I know. I knew it. <laughs> It is true. It is. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, I, I can remember as a kid going to weddings, and this is back in the day. This is showing my age, where they would have TVs in the corner of rooms mm-hmm. and guys just standing around them, yeah, drinking their drinks and yeah. watching the football game. And back then, that was when the cigarettes yeah. were everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Lindsay tells me she goes, "I want you on your phone the whole time." And I said, "Yeah, that's what would happen nowadays. Everyone's on their phones." Well, then, then we got another freaking wedding a month later, January sixth. Yeah. And I'm like, "What freaking weddings does a girl get invited to? Like, this is like four this year." <laughs> She's at that age. I'm like, "Good God!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I told her, I said, "I'll go on one condition." She goes, "What's that?" And I said, "It's." Probably not going to happen, but the blind, red and white goggles wearing person, if YSU goes to Frisco, yeah, you're it's there. that weekend. Yeah. And I said, I don't care if it's the Pope getting married. <laughs> That's non-negotiable for me. I'm going to the game. There you go. I said, I don't care who it is. I'm going to the game. Yeah. Then she goes, no, you, no, you wouldn't. Oh, she don't understand. And I said, no, I'm going to the game. And I said, there's you no. You need a prenup. There's no discussions. <laughs> there's no arguments. Tim, I it got it, to the point you, where I sat her parents down. And I said, if it ever happens where there's a wedding that day and why she's in the national championship game, I will deal with the harassment and the consequences when I get back from Frisco because if I do, I can have a big-ass ring on my finger. <laughs> let me let me put that. You need a prenup just for <laughs> that mean, alone. I do need a prenup. <laughs> I do. I get six out of the year. 
<laughs> Let me take 18 hours to myself. Uh, I love her to death. I, I, do I don't deny that. I don't deny that. And I say that as a, as a good friend and a... Uh, I mean... Uh, having fun with you. But, yeah, go get a prenup for <laughs> one reason it. only. I'm going to need it. I'm going <laughs> to need it. This way you can always pull it out and say, da 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 in section one, four, two, four, five. The state of Ohio. <laughs> you know, be Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> I'm going to need my aunt. I'm going to need my aunt to construct the document. I'm going to need to go down to the courthouse uh, and see uh, Diapolito or somebody and say, hey. Yeah, yeah. Can you sign this off? Yeah. 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 I love her to death. I love her family, but no. <laughs> Wedding or a national championship? We haven't – we've gone twice in 30 years. Yeah. I mean – I understand. You don't have to convince me. We're not Georgia here. <laughs> I don't care if we were North Dakota State, I'd still go. I I didn't say you shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'll deal hey, with when the games were in Tennessee, I went every year. Oh, she's lucky they're not in Tennessee. She's lucky they're not in uh, Chattanooga. Yeah. I, when we were in Marshall, I went every year. So, uh, you never know. In Texas, I'll, it makes it a little more difficult I'll for me to get there. deal with the consequences <laughs> when I get home. Yep. Get yourself a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> that might be how I I might title this pro- Is that podcast. Advice? Can I title this podcast? Get yourself a prenup. Yes, yes you can. <laughs> I love her to death. I love her family. Uh, I will do anything for her. Just that's uh, a non, that is one non-negotiable. Yeah, as the Guardians married uh, Stephen Vaught <laughs> this week. <laughs> My whole suggestion to you to cover you going years forward, get yourself a prenup for you can watch your Penguins when they are in a national title game. Oh, oh God. Oh, Anthony, this has been fun. I have enjoyed this. Yeah, let's hope we're having as much fun. I have a two-and-a-half-hour drive down to Columbus on Saturday after the game. It could either be... Yeah. A two and a half hour. It'll be go quick. Yeah, it could be quick or it could be, thank God it's two and a half hours. Yeah. Because it won't be pleasant to be around. We'll, we'll talk about more next week. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Matter of fact, I, I got to work. I'm excited. I got to work. The game's on ESPN+. Plus, plus yeah. You can and listen I, to Bob Hannon on the IR oh, radio. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I want to do that. I wasn't going to go down that road. I wasn't going to go down that road. I... I am so happy that his health is better. <laughs> I can't listen to the ball games. No? I can't listen to them. Oh, those Tim, there are so many older guys around me that have Bob Hand in their earphones and they're at the game and it's like <laughs> But I want to know what's going on. What? Oh, we did great on that play. <laughs> what happened, Bob? <laughs> We're gonna go down there and score. Really, Bob? <laughs> Who has the ball? What player has the ball, Bob? <laughs> well, it's better than Steve Leslie as a color commentator. My God. Well, at least he oh, tries. Oh, my God. He stinks. I didn't say he's good. He I said he stinks. tries. There's a big difference between trying. Stevie Wonder could do a better job for me. Oh, God. I like Bob Hannon. I love Bob. I'm so happy that his health is better. I am thrilled for the man. 
we as a community is thrilled. And I'm seriously, I'm happy for the man. And I hope he continues to get better. And So who do you want as a play-by-play guy? Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I'll know what's going on. I'll know what's going on. <laughs> Here's a quick story. A couple years ago, we were like three and eight. And North Dakota State was coming to town. And uh, Steve Leslie walked up to me and he goes, oh, you think we're going to win tomorrow? I said, we're going to get our butt kicked. I said, come on, right? We're playing North Dakota State. They got an NFL this, an NFL that. They've won how many games in a row? No, we're going to get killed. Oh, I think we're going to kill them. I go, what? Well, at least he had his glasses on. <laughs> his glasses? He should have been pulled over for <laughs> Penguin under the influence. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I get being prideful and, hey. you know, but oh, yeah, God. Hey. Let's just win Saturday. Yeah. Let's just yep. win Saturday. Let's win Saturday so I can have a nice drive down to Columbus. Let's just win Saturday and be really excited about the future of this program. It's a collision course with destiny. We'll she find might, out. Uh, Saturday could be so rough that she may not need a prenup after all. <laughs> <laughs> Title it Collision Course Saturday. Prenup? Or no prenup. <laughs> it's all in Doug Phillips' hands. <laughs> yeah. It is. It really is. Uh, that, the internal happiness yeah. of... of yeah. <laughs> of Anthony Kepley is in your hands. Yeah. Uh, uh, God bless us. You know, this is what makes us fun. Uh, we get to have fun here talking about sports and... And tease a few people along the way. And uh, look forward to doing this more regularly again. Looking forward to next Tuesday. We're going to do it. Next. Yeah. We got it, we got it already uh, booked. So uh, we'll. It could, be, it could be a really quick podcast next week. Or it could be the biggest bitching, yelling, screaming <laughs> one of all time. Or it may be just play that red and white song again. Oh, it could be us talking for like five minutes and the rest of the hour. The. Well, I'll probably have that on, on, you know, I have these buttons. We don't use them very often. Will you hear this a lot? <laughs> or maybe this? Or. Because it could come down yeah, to that. Yeah, it could. And. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll get a little group going, go, too. Yeah. yeah, so you never yeah. know what, what, what we'll choose to do. But we'll put a little, maybe a little, uh, uh, History back into the could be uh, the biggest podcast ever on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. A little the red and white is waving. Yeah, you never know. Anthony, have a safe drives everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Great to see you again. My goal. I don't think she's going to like to hear us. My goal is to lose my voice on Saturday, so she may not like that. So it could be a, <laughs> that's my goal. You can always text her to yeah. communicate. You know. Yeah. But when I'm down there in person for 36 hours, it might be uh, yeah. text it. Order that from me. <laughs> all right. That's my goal, to lose my voice. For Anthony, I am Tim, wishing you all a wonderful good week. Let's go, Gwens. Let's face destiny that's in front of us, and let's see if the Gwens could come home with a huge win on Saturday afternoon. 
For Anthony Kepley, I'm Tim Continez. I wish you all a wonderful good day. Remember to tell your family, friends, and enemies about You Know What, Radio MVP. Thank you.